0: Listener Production.
1: Australia Today's Morning Agenda.
0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Talisa Bizzaz filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 6th of April. Starting with the latest on the situation in Ukraine, the country's president is warning Russia wants to turn his people into silent slaves. Fresh allegations of atrocities by occupying troops have emerged as more images show hundreds of civilians were tortured and killed by Russian forces in the city of Bucha. President Volodymyr Zelensky has addressed the UN Security Council overnight with the help of a translator. The massacre in our city of Bucha is only one, unfortunately, only one of many examples of what the occupiers have been doing on our land for the past 41 days. And there are many more cities similar places where the world has yet to learn the full truth. Meantime, the UK Prime Minister has addressed Russians in both their native tongue and in English, condemning the shocking and sickening situation in Ukraine. Boris Johnson telling Russians about the devastating massacres they may not have heard about yet and urging them to find and share the truth.
2: The reports are so shocking and so sickening. It's no wonder your government is seeking to hide them from you. Your president knows that if you could see what was happening, you would not support his war. Those responsible will be held to account and history will remember who looked the other way.
0: It comes as Australia says it will support an investigation into war crimes committed by Russia. Two Australian experts will be offered to join the International Criminal Court. Back home, Australia is about to start building its own long-range missiles, which can strike a target of more than 2,000 kilometres away and travel up to five times the speed of sound. Australia will work with the US and UK on the project, which includes new missile defence systems and radars to take out enemy missiles as well. It comes as tensions continue to heat up in the Indo-Pacific. Here is defence expert Ian McFedrin speaking with Channel 10.
2: The only people talking about war with China are Peter Dutton and a couple of his mates. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, China has the right um, to project power and the right to build its military, and hopefully, you know, we can get China to, uh, to back
0: off. Meantime, the Prime Minister has gotten the all-clear to call the federal election, but it looks like we'll be waiting until Sunday to find out when we're heading to the polls. The mudslinging continues, Scott Morrison remaining adamant the public can trust him, despite the continuing allegations on his character. He's told the ABC there's always going to be criticism.
2: Now, I find in these situations, when people have an axe to grind, particularly on the eve of election, you know, that that is what happens in politics. But, but, but the about... facts tell a different story about what we've done.
0: Queensland's COVID walls are continuing to come down with unvaccinated patrons said to be able to return to public venues from next Thursday. The scrapping of the vaccine mandate is being welcomed by retailers and hospitality businesses who are hoping for a much needed economic boost over the Easter and Anzac long weekends. It comes as Victorian hospitals reopen some COVID wards with experts predicting the state's second wave of the Omicron variant will peak within the next few weeks. Meantime in New South Wales, new data shows one in five students were absent from class on Monday because they had COVID, were isolating or were told to learn from home amid a teacher shortage. And staying in New South Wales, more heavy rainfall is set to hit parts of the state today after a brief reprieve from the wet weather. The Weather Bureau is predicting up to 250 millimetres of rain to hit from the Hunter region in the north to the far south coast and flood warnings have already been issued. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. Starting in Queensland, a safety investigation has begun after a boy fell from a ride at a Gold Coast theme park, the 12-year-old coming off the Looney Tunes carousel at Movie World. Our reporter Rod McLeod has the latest from the Gold Coast.
2: Thanks, to Lisa It's believed the boy was riding on the carousel when he fell backwards and hit his head at around 1pm yesterday afternoon. An off-duty registered nurse was nearby and went straight to the boys' aid. He was then treated by QAS paramedics and transported in a stable condition to the Gold Coast University Hospital with a deep laceration to his head. Theme park operator Village Roadshow says the ride was shut down immediately and a thorough investigation into the incident was started straight away. The rest of the theme park is open as usual as school holiday crowds make a welcome return following the two years of COVID disruptions.
0: And two Victoria passengers on board a Rex flight waiting to take off from Melbourne Airport yesterday scored the fright of their lives when smoke started to surround the plane on the tarmac. Our reporter James Lake says airport firefighters rushed to the scene finding smoke coming from one of the engines.
2: Emergency crews didn't waste any time getting out to the plane to Lysa. There were 43 passengers on board waiting to take off to King Island, but instead they had to jump to safety. Melbourne Airport said the emergency didn't cause any impact to wider operations and thankfully there were no reports of injury from the incident. It's not the first time though Rex has had engine troubles either, with a small plane flying 40 minutes on one engine back in 2019 after its other engine caught fire
0: latest in business and finance. We're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. The RBA kept rates on hold yesterday as expected, but a change in the rhetoric, has some now expecting, we will be paying more for our mortgages as early as June.
1: Talissa good morning. Yeah, that does seem to be the most likely course, at least as far as the markets are concerned. Uh, that rhetoric is all important when it comes to thinking about what the RBA might do next. And in the past, they've talked about being patient, And they've talked about the pandemic in present tense terms this time around they've dropped the language around patience and they're talking about the pandemic in the past essentially also saying look we know that inflation is here they have said wages aren't yet high enough to justify sustained inflation with that two to three percent target range they've been talking about forever But the market expecting it might be as early as June and almost certainly by the end of the year.
0: And it's not just mortgage holders who will soon be paying more, with new data showing just how fast rents are rising for those of us who do rent.
1: Yeah, some really tough numbers for renters as well. So some data from CoreLogic is yes, over the past 12 months, rents in metropolitan areas have gone up by 6%, and in the regions... By as much as 10 and a half percent, as the housing supply crisis continues to bite. Now, this of course precedes interest rate increases. So once those rates go up, it's probable that increased costs will at least, oh, well, landlords will at least try and pass it on to tenants anyway. Uh, and we will potentially see more pressure not only for those paying a mortgage, but those paying to rent in the houses they live in as well.
0: And the news for Star Entertainment keeps getting worse with an inquiry hearing evidence of fake letters being given to banks and paperwork probably being shredded. Not good, Scott.
1: Oh, my goodness. This It does just keep going from bad to worse, doesn't it? It's one of those stories. We thought the Crown story was bad. We thought the early allegations for Star was bad. Of course, you'll remember one gambler apparently exchanged up to $1.7 billion in chips in five years up to 2018 without, uh, with multiple passports and without being asked to explain why. This time around, the inquiry has heard that fake letters were provided to banks to justify the source of funds being deposited Now, as uh, someone said at the inquiry, these are all allegations, we should say, that's very much like the way money laundering would work if it was going to be money laundering. So it's, it's a very, very serious allegation. It's a real challenge for Star. They continue to have just continued evidence of bad behavior, bad processes, real issues, whether or not it's enough to save Star. Or with a light crown, they end up getting a effectively a final warning. So if you don't pick up your act, you will lose your casino license. That's an open question, but real concerns. And of course, shredding paperwork is kind of, you know, bad news 101, um, asks more questions than it answers, of course, because we can't get that paperwork back. But if a company has a culture of doing that, particularly one as highly regulated as Star, you can be reasonably sure the regulator's going to take a very, very dim view of what's been going on.
0: Yeah, it certainly does. Well, thanks, Scott. Speak soon. Thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> Sport now with Brett Thomas Brett, Good morning. Tiger Woods has declared he's a strong chance of playing at the Masters this week, which would cap off a remarkable recovery from a life-threatening car crash.
2: Good morning, Talissa. Yeah, just 14 months ago, Tiger, of course, in that horrific car crash, suffered severe leg injuries, was lucky to live, let alone a return to a golf course. Well, he's certainly edging a lot closer to playing in the Masters this week. He's won that tournament, the Green Jacket, five times now. He's been practicing. He's had hundreds, if not thousands of fans following his every move, and the tournament hasn't even started yet. Now, golfing legend Fred Couples played with Tiger this week and uh, gave an update on his recovery.
0: To hit it like that, now it's just the walking part. I've said it three times. I don't need to expand much on that. If he can walk around here in 72 holes, he'll contend. He's too good.
2: He'll play another nine holes tomorrow before making the final call, and Queenslander Cameron Smith is one of the favourites uh, to wear the green jacket this year.
0: And Brett, the Broncos have named one of the players still under investigation by the NRL Integrity Unit to play this weekend.
2: Yeah, Payne Haas is in the side to face the Roosters on Friday night. He is their best player, so they would dearly love him out there, of course. Caught in that bust-up with Albert Kelly that the NRL Integrity Unit is still looking into. Uh, Kelly, though, was out with a foot injury. His replacement is Billy Walters. Star teammate Kurt Capewell says the rest of the squad remains focused on footy.
1: How we handle it at training is just to block out all the outside noise and worry about us and what we can do to get better on the footy field, so... That's what we've done this week and, yeah, we've had a really good prep leading in this game
2: so far. And Capewell's set to play his 100th game. Of course, he used to play for the Panthers. They've got Canterbury on Sunday and the Bulldogs have recalled Cole Flanagan. That's their third halfback in five games this season.
0: And the out is continuing to Cyril Rioli's racism revelations with some of the Hawks leaders speaking now.
2: Yeah, we'll start with their chief executive, Justin Reeves, who released the statement last night, says the club will continue to listen and learn in the wake of those claims. He says, while current First Nations players have told him they feel culturally safe, they can't assume that's always been the case. Acting captain Jager O'Meara hopes the rift with Rioli can be fixed and he one day returns.
1: Love the bloke. He's a very, very lovable character. I see those comments really saddens you to be a fellow player and and someone that played alongside him. He'd walk into the club with a smile on his face all the time and, and brighten your day as well. So, yeah, definitely really saddened to see those comments.
2: And we had the AFLW Awards last night. Emily Bates from the Lions taking out uh, the best and fairest in a nail-binding count. She beat Anne Hatchard by just one vote, the Crowstar. And uh, in some cricket overnight, Australia's taken out a three-wicket win in the one-off T20 Clash against Pakistan in Lahore. Skipper Aaron Finch has been under some pressure. He's the player of the match, so top scored for the Aussies with uh, 55. So that might get some of his critics off. his back, Talisa.
0: So much sport news as always, Brett. Thank you. And two notebooks written by Charles Darwin have mysteriously turned up 20 two years after they were stolen. The small leather-bound books, believed to be worth millions of dollars, were found by librarians at Cambridge University inside a hot pink gift bag with a note that simply read, Happy Easter. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Talisa Bizzaz. Thanks for your company. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow tomorrow.